You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Wait on Purpose. This is Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. And I am back with another episode um, pertaining to finances. Um, So last episode was more so how to uh, budget those day-to-day expenses and just kind of changing our habits slowly, gradually, but surely to become more financially stable. Um, so I wanted to talk about, especially as a single mother, about how to also instill these habits into our children. As I mentioned earlier, you know, money management wasn't something that I was taught at a young age. I just was not taught it. I knew how to earn it, right? Since I kept a job since I was 15 years old, but I didn't have an ounce of knowledge about growing it and saving it. So by the time I was what, 21 years old, my credit was shot, right? It was poor. I had adopted these very poor money skills that became second nature to me. It became normal. And if I knew at least half of the things that I know now growing up, it would have prevented so much headaches, so much stress, and just the mistakes, the poor mistakes that I've made in my adult life when it came to my finances and my credit. In fact, I may have been a millionaire right about now. I mean, I can totally say that. Um, I could have been well on my way to becoming a millionaire if I have been more um, smarter in regards to managing money, okay? Um, so one thing that I do make sure that I do with my children now, because not always, right? I'm just learning this within the last three years, four years, um, is teaching my children the importance of finances and credit, right? I do not want them to go through the struggle I went through due to lack of my knowledge. I do not want them to do that. And my ultimate goal is to teach them about entrepreneurship and how to not only earn a dollar, but how to invest $2 and save $3, right? I also want them to understand the importance of giving back, giving back, whether it's a charity or cause that they are passionate about, volunteering, like I want to instill this into my children right now. And as parents, we understand the importance of teaching our children about sex and drugs, right? But, and not only sex and drugs, but also to teach them about teamwork, we put them in sports, right? So why do we shy away from teaching our children about budgeting and 
compound interest and investing and healthy money management. Why? For me, it was because I didn't know, right? I didn't know. And I couldn't teach what I didn't know. And as I started to educate myself, I started to feel more empowered to educate my sons, right? Because every step that they take or every choice that they make from now to college to retirement will be influenced by how they manage their money. And I would like to share a few resources that has helped me tremendously in helping and teaching my sons about financial literacy, especially since it was an area that I was not thriving in, that I was not uh, privy to, that I did not have a foundation in. And one resource that has not only helped my children, but me as well, is Dr. Boyce Watkins, the Black Business School. I invested in the Black Millionaires of Tomorrow. It teaches about budgeting, stock market, real estate, um, credit, just everything that a child should know. And I would say from 7 to 14 in a way that they can understand, grasp it, fun, right? And the Black Millionaires of Tomorrow, again, it's a program that was developed by this finance professor, um, Dr. Boyce Watkins, who feels, and I totally agree with him, that the key to economic empowerment, especially for us raising Black children, is for us to commit to creating intelligent and empowered young Black people who have an understanding of the basic financial literacy, wealth building, and cooperative economics, right? However, regardless of your race and regardless of how you were raised, as single parents, we have the power to equip our children with the necessary tools to not only becoming better steward over their money, but also producers and not consumers. We can break those generational curses that stem from poverty and this like scarcity mindset, right? We can educate ourselves implement what we learn consistently and then teach our children because it does start at home. So here are just a few ways that you can empower and teach your children about the basic of finances that will ingrain really good habits that can build a very strong foundation um, so that they can become very financially stable and set and savvy young adults. So Let's go. Let's get started. So number one, just teaching them the difference between needs versus wants. I mentioned this in my last podcast episode, but I think good financial decisions start with being able to distinguish between what is needed and and necessary um, compared to what is not, right? And young children may not be able to grasp these sophisticated topics, that come with financial literacy, but they can understand and grasp needs versus wants easily, okay? Knowing that the difference between what is nice to have and what is absolutely necessary is something that we can be teaching them now. 
right? Knowing that the mortgage or rent or, you know, insurance, bills, food, medicine, car notes and, and such, right? These are necessary to take care of in the household first, um, opposed to things such as uh, toys and vacations to Disney World, right? Those things are nice to have. And we can have them, but only after the necessities are taken care of. And this goes for teenagers too, right? They may be able to grasp this more, especially in knowing that, of course, clothing is a necessity. It's needed, but designer clothes is more so of a want, right? So just teaching them the difference between needs and wants. Um, Also, teaching our children, number two, the repercussions of making poor decisions when it comes to money, right? My sons, they witnessed firsthand living in the shelters, having to sleep on um, an air mattress in my office, storage units, pillar to post, and so forth, cars, right? So these things are the things that I can refer back to to let them understand what poor choices when it comes to money can lead to. However, as parents, we want to prevent these types of choices and mistakes from happening. So if we step back now while they are young and let them make those poor choices now, with the allowance money that they have or the money that they get for their birthday or report cards or whatever you have going on in your household, right? Allow them to make those um, poor choices now and learn the repercussions of doing so. So like when my son, Champ, um, wants to use his money that he got from allowance or from his birthday to buy like this PS Plus, this PlayStation Plus, these games on his PlayStation. He's a total gamer, which is cool. But when he turns around and he wants to buy something else that he deems more essential, right? I'm quick to point out and remind him that he spent his money on a want. And now that he, now he don't have money for a need that he really, really wanted. Um, and so that teaches him again what the repercussions of, um, of making poor choices, what that looks like and what that feels like, right? Um, number three is delayed gratification. Delayed gratification is important, especially since we live in a world that I like to call the microwave era, (laughs) where everything is quick and in a hurry, right? Everything is given to us quickly from we can make dinners quickly, we can um, interact with people all over the world, right? We can send a text, an email very quickly and, and reach someone all the way in a different country, right? And get a quick response, right? To quick diets and fads and these quick fixes and everything is an instant gratification so much that we forget that many things, many important things uh, take time. And that also includes earning money as well as spending it. So one of the foundational financial lessons that 
every child should learn is how to wait to make a purchase. And I think this delayed gratification and practicing this creates a self-discipline that is needed, right, to save money for retirement, college, and those other expenses that come up in adulthood. So we can help them to learn the importance of this by not buying these things immediately after they request it those impulsive purchases that we may regret later, right? And so just being conscious of that, asking them questions such as, you know, do you have to have this now or can you can you get that later? That delayed gratification is important, an important lesson to teach children. Even when it comes to college, that's a delayed gratification. You have to put in that work first before you get the degree at the end if you choose so right but things some things the most important things are not just given to you just like that by the snap of your finger okay um number four credit and how it is used (laughs) Like I said, my credit was shot before I turned 21 years of age, so it affected not only the neighborhood and building I was able to rent from, but it also um, it also affected um, what type of cars I was able to buy or lease, the type of phones that I was able to buy, right? But what really stood out is the slumlords that I had to rent from who didn't care about their buildings that were in very dirty um, and um, violence-stricken, drug-ridden neighborhoods, very unsafe, right? So that's what having poor credit, I had to deal with those consequences, right? So... Just teaching them the importance of credit. Children need to understand that credit means borrowing from others and that it comes at a cost. However, they also need to be taught that credit can be a valuable tool. I like to think of your credit score as like this financial um, report card to everyone who checks it, right? This score tells others pretty much how responsible you are and can determine home loans and the type of neighborhood you live in, like I said, and just so much more than no one taught me at a young age. And I feel like it could have prevented so much struggle in my life if I knew these things. Number five, another lesson to teach our children is, um, I don't know, I guess children need to really learn that money has a time value and that time helps money to grow, right? And that's thanks to count, you know, compounding interest, um, money saved or invested over a long period of time, really knowing that it has the potential to grow significantly. And children need to know that that or or know how that looks, right? And 
now that with saving <clears throat> with with saving accounts not really yielding too much interest um, nowadays, but also being able to teach children how to invest is also a great idea. And yes, I know investing, <clears throat> excuse me, comes with with its risk, but it's it's good for children to know their options. Uh, stockpile, stockpile is a great tool that can really show children what um, investing can look like. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me drink some water. Sorry about that. <clears throat> yeah, but like I was saying, stockpile is a great way to teach children about the stock market. Um, nowadays, I don't ask for gifts or toys. Um, I simply ask for money towards my children's um, stocks or uh, their college plans. And it's funny that now that I ask for that, people are very skeptical of giving me money and gifts towards that, opposed to just kind of giving you know me you know toys, things of that nature. It's it's funny that that's something that I've just observed, but. Um, like my children, they do, they have stock back in companies that they are familiar with, such as Sony, right? PlayStation, uh, Nike, Disney, and so forth. Um, but again, that Dr. Boys, where I can think all really deep into the basics of the stock market and how that looks. Um, and so I really, really, really recommend investing that in your children, um, where there's other resources out here just to kind of get them started in a language that they can understand. Um, and these are just a few, but there are so many, like I said, resources to help teach your children these lessons. And it, and it doesn't matter how old they are, right? They can still be taught money management skills, right? It doesn't have to be as sophisticated as teaching your teenager, um, they, you know, opposed to teaching your toddler. But the more they integrate these things, the easier it will be to implement them as they become adults, right? So like even for toddlers, right, they should be introduced to money and the concept of it, making sure they understand that we need money to buy things, right? And that it's important that you earn money. So I'll say like fun activities that teach children the importance of delayed gratification, right? It could be simple as, look, if you want a, a cookie now, I'll give you one. But if you wait 10 minutes, I'll give you two, right? And this could teach them that if they won't if, or if they wait, right, they may receive a bigger payoff. And as a toddler, just introducing them to the size of different coins, right? Quarters, nickels, dimes, pennies, how much they are worth, right? So not only is it teaching them um, about the sizes and what these coins are, but a little math, really simple math. There are so many fun activities to do with our toddlers from even pretending to play stores or restaurants at home, right? Right, look when we go to a restaurant, you have to exchange money for us to sit down at this restaurant. You have to exchange money or these coins 
for us for me to give you this toy we could play with your toys and put it as um you know like we're at a store like there are so many fun activities that we can do even with our toddlers um to to kind of introduce that that concept of money right and then as they get older they they start to understand more um they start to understand more i know i started giving uh, my son's allowances at the age of six and not for doing chores which is really something that that goes under responsibilities they should be doing that i'm not going to pay them for that but just for the sake of if they want something they have to save up for it and purchase it i think monopoly is a great game to introduce to your children at the elementary school age right uh, during this time, you can also introduce them to the save, spend, and share concepts, whether you want to do it with um, mason jars, right? Label save, spend, share, and put money in there. Um, I know the boys have cars with green lights, and it helps them with um, um, saving, spending, giving um so they have a percentage that goes to their cards every week during their allowances one goes again automatically to their spending account the other one goes to their saving account and a percentage goes to giving account which they can then choose different charities and organizations to give to um, such as 100 Black Men of Chicago, Project Sincere for uh, Black Engineers, uh, Black Men Charities, um, Manifest, things of that nature, Lost Boys, and just other organizations that have been actually helpful um, as a village for my sons as a single mother. Um, but also just organizations that are giving back to our communities and that are pouring into our young boys. Um, so letting them know the importance of giving back or whether it is to homeless shelters, right? Um, things of that nature. So just instilling that in them at that age um, is very important, right? Allowing your children at this age, elementary school, to sit next to you as you pay bills and as you budget for the month. I didn't always do this, but I have started to show my boys um, what I earn and what our household expenses are so they understand how that works, right? Um, you know, this is how much that we have to spend every month. These are our needs. We have to spend money on this. So this is what my money is going to go towards every month, right? And this is how much we're going to go towards savings. And if we save this much amount of money, you know, that family annual trip that we go to every year, but we can make that happen, right? Um... Also, during that, um, this time at around, what, nine? I mean, this is all, these are just suggestions, right? You can do it however you want to. But even at the age of nine, just opening savings accounts, right? You can open a custodian or custodial um, account at your bank. Um, my son, like their school is great with um, introducing them to a young savers account and so it's a great way to teach them that saving is fun 
and whatever they deposit, I match them. So if they deposit five dollars, then I match them five, and now they're able to deposit ten dollars. But just something the kind to you know to kind of let them know that saving is fun. Um, age eleven is a great way to teach your children how debit and credit cards work, right? The importance of always paying back credit cards in full and so on and how that affects your credit, how paying your bills on time affects your credit, right? This is the due date. What time should I be paying? What date should I be paying this bill? You know, just having them figure that out, right? Um, And because like this age, like um, elementary school, 11, 12, this is also the age where fitting in is extremely important. And so being able to just teach them the importance of advertisement, right? These ads, what they are for, and that sometimes name brand is not always important, right? And just how much more they they may cost compared to another brand that looks just as nice, right? And how ads are created to entice you to spend more money or to spend money, period, on wants, on wants, right? Um, but just letting them or introducing them to that. I'm personally not a fan of setting my children up to be bullied. I can do so much, but I do try to work hard so I can give my children everything that they want and need. And I understand kids can be so mean nowadays. And so if it's anything that I can do within my power to make sure that they go to school looking halfway decent, right? Looking decent to where um, children are not picking on them because of that, then that's me personally as a parent, what I want to do. Other parents, like, I don't care. They need to learn um, that it's not important and that it's true. I also teach my children what bullying is and where it stems from. Sometimes it stems from insecurity in that child and some issues that they may be having at home. It stems from trying to fit in and look cool. So I also teach my children the importance of what bullying is and what it means and how it's never personal and things of that nature. But I also like to make sure that my children look halfway decent um, and that that and that and knowing that although it's unfair, but people are making judgments about you the moment they see you. It's real. It's reality. It's nothing, it's, it's nothing foo-foo about that. It's it's the truth, right? Um, but just still teaching them that price isn't always the determining factor in buying decisions, right? The key is to choose um, smart purchases rather than just the nicest or the popular or even the cheapest, right? But, you know, by the time they turn 13, I believe introducing them Introducing them to the stock market and I'm sorry, introducing them to the stock market and just how they need to know that me personally, as their mother, I invest in a stock market to grow money um, and also letting them know that the risk of it 
um, short term, but the reward of it long term, right? Just letting them understand that concept is important to me. Um, and like I said, Stockpile is great with that, as well as, again, Dr. Boyce Watkins. He introduces the stock market and, and things of that nature to the children during his curriculum. And um, teenage years, this is really our last shot, parents, before they go off on their own. So we have to make it real, right? They should be earning real money and they should be having real rewards and consequences. This is a time to not only open a savings account, but a checking account. This is the time to get a job as as young as 14 years old, whether it's babysitting or doing things in the neighborhood, around the yard, stuff like that, and how ne- how working is necessary to earn money. Um, and again, that's 13, 14, 15, 16, reminding them um, about mindfulness and the importance of balance. You know, as parents, we struggle with, with balance as well. Um, we struggle with balance as well. So letting them know and, and introducing them to the importance of balance, right? High school can be a very stressful time. And your teenager needs to know that everyone has limits and that they can only push themselves so far, right? And that money is great. It's a great tool. It's a great resource. But it's worthless if you're not leading a balanced life, right? And also age 16, 17, 18, teaching about credit reports and college tuitions and loans are also a great way to get your children involved in money management, and teaching them that it can affect them forever if they are making poor choices, okay? Um, And so that's just, that's it. You know, smart money management is not one of those topics or conversations that you can have at the kitchen table. Man, it takes time. It requires constant lessons and commenting and questions and it's even in how you manage your own money because children are always watching they're always watching so the goal is to raise financially savvy children who know how to budget who know how to earn plan save invest their money um, who know the value of a dollar And like I said before, my ultimate goal is to teach my sons about entrepreneurship, right? About how to become a producer, a protector, and not just consumers, right? Um, Teach them how to earn $1, how to invest $2, and how to save $3. Because, again, I know that it would save them so much heartache and stress like I went through if they just know the basics of it if they just know the basic and I think it's my our 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 uh, responsibility as their parents to kind of lay that foundation for them and there are many resources out there to help us because maybe we don't know so it's resources to help us from sites such as Prosperity for Kids, Mint is great, Nerds, uh, Nerd Wallet. Um, uh, there's a website called Kids Finances. Like I said, the Black Business School. Um, 
the list goes on y'all it goes on and i will share a few in the description but please we have to break this generation of curses of poverty and living poor and paycheck to paycheck it starts not only with us but it also starts when we start instilling these very healthy habits in our children so i hope this was um i hope this was helpful um again um you know being single especially a single parent this is a time to build those relationships with our children to build those foundations with our children um it's a time to heal and to and to walk in our divinity and our personal power unapologetically this season of singleness is not in vain it's all strategically planned and optimize it optimize it okay and um i'll see you later again love peace and light bye love this episode on wait on purpose don't forget to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated. Until next time.